1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
0: now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Broad Street Line. Glad to be back here with you this week, live from the Philly Cam Studios, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Roy Burton here with you alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, one, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine Saturday morning, sir?
0: Roy, I'm doing tremendous. This is a fairly big week in philadelphia sports
1: a very very big week um oh but, and, and more importantly yes we
0: found the running back that roy Burton has desired for months
1: i don't ask for much <laughs> you know as a as a kid you know I, I stopped getting the good christmas gifts you know after 18 you know <laughs> so you don't really ask for much anymore you don't expect much as an adult um but the only thing i asked for this off season, to come underneath my Eagles Christmas tree is a big running back, (laughs) a man who in the fourth quarter when the Eagles need to put the game away, they can hand the ball to multiple times and he will not break in half.
0: And and, a, and get you touchdowns
1: and get you touchdowns because the guy
0: because the guy we're gonna talk about had 15 of them 18 oh 18, 18.
1: led the league in touchdowns yes Laguarrt Philly Blunt himself
0: <laughs> by the way yes I'm telling you this was one more thing this was a signing that was like in the stars you got a guy named Blunt
1: yes this is in Philly
0: yeah and he's also got a slightly uh, difficult name to spell.
1: LeGarrette, see, I don't worry about Legarrett Blount's name spelling because we, we just spell things wrong all the time. I worry about the pronunciation because that's where we trip ourselves up as Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fans. Because I guarantee you, if it hasn't happened already, and I'm sure it has, there will be a 15%, 15% to 17% of people who call in to Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio will call him Legarrett Blount <laughs> without fail. I promise you. Because we can't pronounce things. Spelling's one thing. Like, I know we're going to get that. We just can't pronounce simple so things. So we're not even
0: good at phonetics either? No, no,
1: no, no. No, we're, we're especially bad at phonetics. Especially.
0: <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe, like, if someone wanted to get creative, maybe get a shirt that had the blunt phonetic, Like, phonetics.
1: You could do that, but I just, just, give, me a, just give me a marijuana leaf. And, you know, no, but they've
0: already started. Once yeah. again, the yeah. internet is 45 steps ahead of everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: I see a, f- a few people out there. Shout out to our friends, BGN Radio. They already got the Philly Blunt shirts out there, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Because, again, you need to celebrate the fact that the Eagles finally got a big running back to complement their current stable of running backs. So this
0: is like the Four Horsemen. This
1: is like, yeah, I guess it's the Four Horsemen, the Four Horsemen <laughs> of the Eagles running back. Someone needs to get that shirt out. But more importantly than that, that was even a big story of the week. Because the big story of the week is what happened at the NBA Draft Lottery in New York City earlier this week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia 76ers landed the third pick in the National Basketball Association draft. Coming More out. importantly, Roy, it wasn't theirs. No. <laughs> Shout out to the pick swap. We, we will give Sam Hinkie his kudos later in the show. Because we're going to go heavy in the basketball in the show after the first we, we, we
0: won't be talking about the current NBA playoffs, though.
1: No, we will. Yeah, we will not. Um, because if you stayed up for, for that game... Um,
0: you obviously I, had you obviously had a um a vested interest in that, and I mean vested by multiple things. Yeah,
1: you, you you probably would have stayed up to watch the Boston massacre if you were um if it was live streamed back then. Um, you probably would have stayed up to watch the most brutal beatings ever. Um, <laughs> what are those? What are those uh, faces of death videos? What, would you, like what would you probably like? would you rather
0: w- watch? An an in hour interview with. Cal- colin cowherd and LeVar ball
1: or the rest of that game oh no it's not well, Kyle, the, the rest of that game i mean it's not, even, <laughs> it's not even close it's not even close so we'll talk we won't talk about that game. we're gonna game. talk about local basketball yeah we'll talk about local basketball and since you know so we have a lot of people who listen to the show who listen to the station 106.5 fm who aren't necessarily sports fans so i think kind of it's our duty sometimes no we
0: give you the the anthology
1: yeah like you got to understand your history where you where you were before to understand how you got to where you not, are not now. Not confused
0: with Michael Jackson's multiple disc, his story.
1: Yeah, not his story, which is a very good double disc, <laughs> by the way. A very, very good double disc. But we're going to give you the, his story, or the their story, of the Philadelphia 76ers and the draft lottery. We'll go back 30 years and kind of tell you what the Sixers went did pick by pick throughout their history in the draft lottery. Kind of, again, to give you some kind of flavor into, I guess, our distress, our dismay as Philadelphia 76ers fans. Because Cause it's, a, been, uh, cause it's been distressful. Put been a lot of bad picks here. It's been a lot of bad picks there. But before we get to all that, shout out to everybody who continues to listen to us and support us here, the Broad Street Line. You can catch us all the time, 24-7, 365, at thebsline.com. Please do us a solid. Subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, player.fm. We are very, very accessible. Leave a five-star review. We will love you forever and ever if you do so. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thebsline, and on Twitter, Chris is at skd215. I am at the BS line. Um, we usually tell you what we're going to talk about over the weekend on the Twitter. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. What's, I'm not sure what's popping off today. Um, because I'm, I'm not watching a preakness, so I can't can't give you. I pre-tis. might not even
0: watch basketball tonight.
1: Yeah, basketball tonight. If there's no Kawhi Leonard, there's no me. Kawhi Leonard's doubt is questionable. I'm questionable as well, depending on Kawhi Leonard's status. So yeah, I'm not even sure. What, uh, no, what, what's, I'm
0: telling you. Other than, like I can tell you what I tweeted about this week. I probably tweeted about Le a little bit. I tweeted about because this is this is public radio and this is about the city of Philadelphia. I, like can, can we say congratulations to Mr. Larry Krasner for uh, winning the Yes,
1: yeah, shout out to Krasner, not to be confused with Krasner. Krasner. I, I, Joe. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um the basically the new DA in Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, you know, there there is a there is a general election in November. But he, is, he is a he is a district attorney. See, we're Larry covering Krasner. everything today. No, no, Larry Krasner's is big. There's been a lot of Larry Krasner talk on the station this week. So, oh, we good, will, yeah. So we will contribute to that. Shout out to Larry Krasner, the next DA. <laughs> um, hopefully, you will be a lot less corrupt than the current DA, who, who amazingly is still the current DA. Oh
0: no, uh, uh, and I really know, like, because I saw that there, like, there was this ruling that said th- they can't fire him yet.
1: would did you just quit? Like, if you're, like, are under, like, so much investigation, why don't you just quit? He, this dude must have a soul of just— well, He might need those checks because it, <laughs> it's clear he has some financial issues. So maybe he just needs those checks. <laughs> Shout out to Seth Williams. All right. Four for four time here on the Broad Street Line. We have a discussion here on this, on this program on all forms of it, whether it's on this, this, these airwaves, whether it's on the podcast that we do each and every week, who the GOAT is in terms of NFL quarterbacks. And we thought we had the answer. We thought that this February we had the answer. Oh, we do. <laughs> well, well, hold on, hold on. I'm going to set this up for the people because we thought we knew after 28-3, to 3, we thought we had the answer after the man brought his team back. That man, of course, is one Tom F. Brady, quarterback of the New England Patriots with a handful of Super Bowl rings. He says he does not believe that he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, here's a, here's a quote. It's pretty long, but I, I want to read it because I want to set this up. Quote, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why. I know myself as a player. I'm really a product of what I've been around and who I was coached by, what I played against, in the era I, in, in the era I played in. I really believe if a lot of people were in my shoes, they could accomplish the same kinds of things. So I've been very fortunate. I don't ever want to be the weak link. All right, first of all.
0: Man. That- can you remember a more modest, super-duper star than Tom Brady?
1: Nah, not, not re- no, not Reed. No. I,
0: no, I mean, usually if, if someone calls you the – if someone calls an athlete – say they called Kobe Bryant the good. Right. You'd be like, I
1: am. <laughs> yeah, if you called Kobe Bryant the good, he was – well, yeah, he probably wouldn't. Because, <laughs> like, there's some guys who would defer. Like, if you say, like, Drew Brees or something. Like, there's certain guys who have that personality. Like, I think I if
0: – because, one, I think LeBron's going for – like, I think at some point, maybe if LeBron keeps himself for two years – and someone – and there's a GOAT conversation because, sorry, it's not there yet. Not yet. <laughs> I don't think LeBron would defer to Jordan and say oh, he's the GOAT. I, I think at some point he's going to say, I, my credentials are so good that right.
1: I am the GOAT. Yeah, if you ask LeBron now, he'd say no. If you ask LeBron three years from now, if he keeps doing LeBron things, he might say, he might say, that's not up for me to decide, but, you know, like, look. Like, look at what I've done. No, like, Tom
0: Brady basically gave – the the All the excuses that all the haters do for why he's not the GOAT.
1: Right. It's like, yeah, you know, like I've been in the system, Belichick, blah, 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 blah. Look, I, here's the thing. I don't know. I won't say no one could have done Tom, what Tom Brady has done. I, I don't know if there's more than three people. Like, I couldn't like, put any quarterback in that same situation in history. Drew Brees. I was going to say, I don't think Drew Brees would have done this. I, don't I think don't Drew th- Brees is good. He probably would have won a couple. I don't think Ben does it. I don't think Ben does it. I don't think, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers does it, but I don't know. I mean, like Tom Brady has had some awful wide receivers, like terrible wide receivers. I, he's I, an awful running back. I can't remember a, a
0: greater a, a player as great as Tom Brady with just no ego at all. He's, no, yeah. he's like the per, like No, you know I could say is Duncan.
1: Yeah, Duncan. Duncan's the most egoless superstar we've, we've seen ever. But
0: I, I think Brady's second.
1: He might be. I don't. Really I never to,
0: see him take credit for anything.
1: Yeah, Tom Brady's wrong on this. I mean, like, <laughs> like, I, I've even deferred to the fact that you know Tom Brady is probably the goat, and that's fine. I mean, no, th-
0: it wasn't twenty eight to three cementing the goat status. That,
1: yeah, that, that's what did it. Like, like if they, that's lost, if they his, lost the game, then it was like nah. But he won that's it.
0: his Byr- Brian Russell. Push off, but right. hit the shot.
1: That's that's his point to John Candy in the stands moment. <laughs> yes. no, it re- no, it really is because that's that's the moment that like when everybody thinks of Tom Brady, that's the first thing. Unless you're a hater and Deflategate, like that's the first thing they think about with Tom Brady. Even here's the thing, even with Deflategate, even with even with the Tuck rule, like Tom Brady has overcome all that and is still the goat. It's amazing.
0: No, it's you amazing. can argue that. I, I mean,
1: his two Super Bowl
0: losses, mm-hmm. like. Are the equivalent of Jordan leaving for two years because you could argue that Jordan could have won eight in a row.
1: Right. I mean, Brady should, could, maybe, should have what, seven. I mean, he could, he could at least, he could at least, very least have six. Like, just be conservative with it. He can have six. Like, yeah, the way he lost those two Super Bowls is amazing. Like, he really. We talk about
0: it. Only took two of the greatest plays we'd ever seen in like a Super Bowl, darn near football, right, to beat Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, and and look. I know this is a Philadelphia radio station. I do not care. We we will praise Tom Brady because (laughs) we like we like greatness. We
0: love we love greatness, except for Kobe because he kind of just a clown. Well, he (laughs) he sued his parents. No, but like I mean, it's just so weird to see a guy just deflect, deflect like just accolades like he does, and I think he'll do it till the till his career's over. And and I think it 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 factors in that like his idol was is sometimes known as the goat. Like that would be like he'd be like no like. My idol's the GOAT.
1: Right, the previous GOAT, Joe Joe Montana. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, the Seattle Seahawks are rumored to be a landing spot for Colin Kaepernick. This is This Week in Kaepernick News. The NFL Network reported that the Seahawks GM, John Schneider, reached out to Kaepernick's agents. So at the very least, we know one team Reached out to Colin Kaepernick uh, this past week. Um, Seattle to me seems like a very good spot for Kaepernick because again, because they were the you know they were the team, you know, the first team to do the whole team the unity kind of you know link arms and kind of thing after Kaepernick did his original thing. This makes a lot of sense. Oh to no, Jonah.
0: yeah, no, um, it, it it like the uh, the environment does because you got Michael Bennett who right. who, who's, who, who supported sports. him right. Richard Sherman,
1: right. a little bit. <laughs> right, but again, remember... And, were, and
0: more importantly, Pete Carroll.
1: Yeah, because Pete Carroll is like... Because Pete Carroll allows those guys... To who, express yourself. Right, like they, like those guys, like Richard Sherman and those guys, like every week, Cam Chancellor and those guys, every week they get up in front of the media and just do whatever they want. Like, they can, like, hey, this is your time to get whatever you need to do off your chest and express yourself. And I think that's a really good, That would be a really good spot uh, for Colin Kaepernick. You know, I don't know if he wants to be a backup or not or whatever, I guess we'll find that out. Yeah, no, I know,
0: because this is going to shed a little more light because we're like... If Colin Kaepernick is just looking for a job, right? This is this is the place to Seems be. Seems like an
1: ideal job. You're on the West Coast. You're with a good team. Um, you're in a good system. I mean, again, they, they run a lot of that that zone read stuff that Colin Kaepernick is good at. So I mean, like it makes a lot of sense on on a lot of. I levels. know and
0: it's a good insurance policy for Russell Wilson.
1: And meanwhile, Ryan Fitzpatrick got three million dollars um, to continue to be a terrible quarterback this time in Tampa Bay. <laughs> This, uh, this, when you see Ryan Fitzpatrick and you see Blaine Gabbert, it's just like, wait a minute. like Someone needs to talk to Colin Kaepernick. It's like, Yo, you really want to play, right? Because like, cause yeah, if you no. really do, you're better than these guys. Yeah, no. Because like, <laughs> for
0: me, I just need someone to ask Colin Kaepernick, do you want to be a backup? Right. That, yeah, that's the that, question. That will answer a lot of questions. Because if Colin Kaepernick says no, no then, then – No, then all right. Then <laughs> I can, then, yeah, like I, and on a sidebar of this, I saw the most insane poll of my life. I don't know what website. There's like, what quarterback would you rather have, Colin Kaepernick or RG three? I'm like,
1: are you, are you kidding me?
0: Like, what, like what? <laughs> Please, people, stop with RG three. I can't. He had 1.2 good years and has sucked ever. Like, I, I mean, but people are so enamored with that one year. It, it, it was literally like, it was like the illogical season. Like, people will always say, no, and it's like, oh, they're gonna blame Mike Shanahan. They blame Jay Gruden. They're gonna blame Obama. Like I, I mean, it's it's like they'll they'll they blame everyone. But hey, maybe this guy isn't driven enough to be a good quarterback. Yeah, that's it.
1: Like that's that, he that's stunk it. last year. He was not good when he was healthy. Yeah, like, and of hour. course, shockingly, he got he got hurt again. Like immediately. So, like, uh, this is not a surprise. I, I can't. I can't. All right. You so you mentioned it at the top, so we're going to talk about the good news. LeGarrette Philly Blunt, one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, six one two forty five, 245, which is important. That That is a big back. Which is important because we had a bunch of dudes who were 100, literally 185 pounds on literally, the roster. Literally,
0: like, it was almost like you could put two of them and they're not LeGarrette
1: Blunt. They're not LeGarrette Blunt's thigh. Like, LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt has, like, big thighs. 299 carries for 1,161 yards and 18 touchdowns last year with the new england patriots do, most do, importantly sorry, I'm sorry bro.
0: Does, does the yards per carry bother you i
1: don't care just like when it's 31 give me that one <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly that, like i mean he's here I, i've never wanted less versatility out of a player in my nah. life i want you to run straight Run straight. if you could juke a guy I, that's that's icing on the kick. Right,
1: run straight give me three or four yards before you fall down
0: yeah b- you know, break some
1: tackles that's that's all that, that's all i ask <laughs> Uh, during his uh, press conference, he said that Carson Wentz is "quote a really talented player with the potential to be quote special."
0: It, it, now, boy, like there have been multiple players: yes, Aqshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Nialliger.
1: Is this just
0: lip service, or do you think these guys believe this?
1: Well, I don't know. See, with LeGarrette Blunt— Because
0: it's, it's getting much at this point. Because, because like,
1: Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt's a little bit extra, because then he later said, he said, I want to be thought of with like, the legends in this town, like B-West and Allen Iverson. And he mentioned Deuce Daly for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know. But he says he wants to be on that tier of guys. You're going to be here for like five months. Like, <laughs> like,
0: I yeah, gonna... I would probably not buy— legaron i would probably rant
1: like yeah like Garrett blunt seems like a nice <laughs> dude a very nice guy he's just i think he is saying all the right things alshon jeffrey i mean apparently he talks to carson Wentz all the time <laughs> so there might be something there
0: okay no but like because it seems because i'm all for it obviously but oh, yeah. it's like after one year no but like we see it and, and, and like but like I, but we're like homer fans i right. didn't think that impartial players are seeing just imagine if this guy throws 25 touchdowns this year. Right,
1: if This guy goes like 25 and 14 next year and, and you know, like 4,800 yards or something. You're like going to like, people are going to be lined up to play with this guy. Fall all over the place to play with this dude. Um, speaking of guys who play with this dude, I saw this article on, on Philadelphia Eagles and I, I, I dig it. Maybe I just buy into all the stupid stuff, but the Eagles have vol- invo- or have had voluntary workouts this offseason season already. And they started a competition. Um, at the, the Novocare Complex with various events, tug-of-war, agility tests, weightlifting battles, and the players who win these events get the best parking spots at Novacare, <laughs> and they get t-shirts. And the winner, if you win two in a row, you get to pick the, the music in the weight room for a week, and if you win the whole thing, if you are the best off-season dude getting your workouts in, you get the greatest prize in America, a WWE-style championship belt. <laughs> These dudes are millionaires, but yet they resort to these kind of things. I love it, man. I love it. I love. So, I it so up.
0: obviously, I this is up. a slight departure from the le- the previous era.
1: What Taco Tuesday? Oh, no, that was that was Andy Reid. Yes, yeah, so I don't even know what they did before. Just peeing cups.
0: Um, <laughs> no, and, and I think this. Is what I think. What I guess Jeffrey Laurie would say: Get some emotional intelligence back. Because for all people can call Doug Peterson's words, I think he's an emotionally intelligent human being. Yes, I agree that he that he tests that that he senses the vibe in like the locker rooms. Like, yo, I think I think these dudes would appreciate because all these athletes love competition, right? And it's like bragging rights, and you obviously get the, park- some you of, get the parking yeah, spot. And I mean that belt's very important. I, I mean you'll probably see the winner of that carry that in every interview that he's in.
1: No, but like that's because I remember watching the Hard Knocks with the Chiefs and like. Tony Gonzalez was, like, begging for a parking spot. Like, there are certain things where, like— These guys are, like—I mean, sorry. You you might have to, what, walk 40 paces instead of one? These guys are elite athlete—elite millionaire athletes. But, like, the mo- like some of the most important driving factors in what they do in the offseason is a parking spot right next to the building. It's amazing to me. I, I-, I love this. And you know, Carson's all about this. You know, Carson's probably got the t shirts, and and you know, you got the offensive linemen like doing tug awards and stuff like that. Like, this kind of stuff builds teams. You no, know,
0: and you see when like people are on like, when, when like, like Eric Blood got signed, you were seeing a grip of Eagles players tweet that they'll be like, yo, right. yo, yo, let's LG, get it.
1: lg two five, or whatever it is. Yeah, and and then it. like
0: Zach Ertz, like, like Zach Ertz, like, I don't know, showed the picture of the one time he celebrated a touchdown. And, 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 and like, <laughs> and, and he said, that face, when that face, when when you signed Legarrette Blunt and like Legarrette Blunt retweeted, he's like, thanks, br- thanks, brother.
1: I have no idea how good this team is going to be, but they're they're going to be t- good in the locker room.
0: Oh no! And that's the thing: is there a chance Legarrette Blunt can revert back to old Legarrette Blunt, being under the influence on on the way to a flight? shore? but I mean, he's won two championships. Right. I mean, he's on a one year deal. I, I mean, like, it's not like. I, I mean, I think it will work out. Is it going to work out amazingly? No.
1: He's gonna fill a role. He'll fill a role, and and he'll. It's fill a role better a than team. Corey Clement. Yeah, exactly. He'll fill a role for a team that has a chance to to, to get to the playoffs. And do, do, do
0: do these signings move the needle for you anyway in terms of their record? I
1: might, I'm, I might, if you if you if you put me in a room and make me think about it for an hour, I might get them to a solid nine. I okay. might get them a solid nine, but I mean that's probably it.
0: Yeah, no, that's like I'm it. like, can I say I'm nine point three five right now?
1: Now you got to either round down. Let's you got to round down then. Okay, so you got to round down. You got to go 9. Cuz
0: I keep forgetting about the cornerback
1: situation, don't forget about that because that's the most important <laughs> situation. Again, if you had a really good cornerback, I might say eleven. I'm like, you might get me to say eleven if you had like, and not Darrell Revis. So stop those rumors right now because Darrell Revis is terrible. Oh,
0: oh, but Rasul Douglas is balling supposedly.
1: Rasul Douglas locking it up. He's probably going to get a T-shirt and pick the music <laughs> in a couple of weeks down at the Nova see, Care Complex.
0: See, see, so now people don't even miss those like Chip Kelly soundtracks anymore.
1: That's right. No, that, that's right. Yeah, forget the Chip Kelly music. Rasul Douglas gets to pick the music now. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break on the other. Side, we're gonna start all basketball talk for the rest of the show. The NBA draft is a month away, and the Sixers landed a top three selection. We'll tell you how that happened on the other side. You'll listen to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia.
0: Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, want to let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and want to leave my old life behind. Yes, sir, not
1: a follow-up. Fit the box, with the mold, have a seed in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line. Roy Burton. Chris Domingo here with you. Segment number two of the show this week. NBA draft. June twenty second coming to you. We are literally, what is how many days away is it now? It's I guess it's thirty-three days away from the NBA draft. The Sixers went into the draft lottery with the fourth best odds at well, actually, I was gonna say the fourth best odds, but that's fourth best odds of their own accord. No, they actually the had the third pick. best odds. I think. Yeah, they had the third best odds because of the pick swap that um Sam Hankey orchestrated um a long time ago with the Sacramento Kings. And they ended the night in the top three. Once again. They made it to the commercial. This is the most important thing among Sixers fans when they watch the lottery because they've watched a lot of lotteries recently. <laughs> making it to the commercial because that means you get a top three pick. And you saw the cars be pulled up, get pulled out of the envelope, and then you saw the Sixers, a Sixers logo come up at five. But it was like, a oh, little, by the way, writing at the bottom. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh by the way, we got, we forgot to mention. Yes. the Sixers represented. Yes. By the fa- by, the face that runs the place,
1: Hans, <laughs> Joel, Hans, and Embiid in the building in New York, also
0: making tons of media. Pro- <laughs> um, um, like I-, I guess media. Like I don't know, ESPN. Yeah, he was at
1: the ESPN upfront. Um, he was probably interviewed by every podcast in America with his gold shoes on. <laughs> um, he was he was. They had a Shirley Temple on the dais where he was sitting, <laughs> but he doesn't drink Shirley Temples anymore, so that was a mere prop. by, by the way, but Joel Embiid in New York. Getting New York things, making a shout out to Rihanna again. Um, it was a good. It was a good day for Joel Embiid and a very good day for the Sixers and Sixers fans because, again, I think we can find. I think we can literally say it. I think this is the end of the process. Is that is that fair to say, or maybe not? <laughs> can I say it? Is it not? Fair can we say?
0: go back three hundred and sixty four days? I don't.
1: We don't have those tapes anymore. We don't have those tapes. I, I destroyed those tapes. You
0: well, I have been saying this forever, but I mean, like, I thought that. La- Okay, <laughs> officially, uh-huh. officially, yes. this is the end of the process. I'm done with lottery parties. I'm done with all
1: that. You never go to lottery parties. So no, like, I'm done, done with, with the parties?
0: fervor of it because there's not enough time in this pod, this radio show to, to lament how intense slash weird slash adjective Sixers <laughs> fans are.
1: Oh, Sixers fans are weird. It's cultish. It literally is cultish. 35- they were
0: tailgating for a draft lottery party. Hey, let me
1: explain. The Rice Ricky Sanchez, got to say the name, <laughs> um, put together, for, once again, put together, I believe this is the fifth annual, was the fifth annual lottery party at Xfinity Live. Sold out. Sold out. I mean, the tickets, it was free. The tickets were free, but the tickets sold out. Had to release more tickets. They sold out in, I believe, 30 seconds. There were people who got standing room only outside tickets for this event because only 3,000 people were allowed inside the building. So another 500 people stood outside to watch a, a man pull envelopes out of, pull, pull cards out of envelopes on a big screen. That's it. It really sounds silly. On the, the silence for me is deafening it, right now. It really is silly on the face of it, behind it, on the other side of it, through it. It really is a silly thing. But it's, I mean, this is. This is the Super Bowl. This has been the Super Bowl for the Sixers. Man, I wish for the past we could just have
0: like a, a marathon to explain why this whole started.
1: How it started? The cult. You want something? I don't know. No, I, I don't, no. I don't well, know once how to, again, like I don't we, know how this, is a,
0: this is a structured program, yeah, I, I, and yeah, no. Yeah. Like, can, so this can. will be for another time.
1: Let's talk about the number three pick. Yep. Let's talk about the fact that the Sixers got it from the pick swap again from the Sacramento Kings. Shout out to Sam Hinkie. Let's think about and like I should let me because just say this. Uh, no, just uh,
0: sorry to interrupt. Because uh, yeah. if you don't have the King swap, right.
1: we have the fifth pick. Right, we drop. If you, if this pick swap, pick swap had never happened, the Sixers would have just had only had the number five pick. It would have been a lot of sadness in Philadelphia. A lot of sadness, like terrible. Because one,
0: not to steal
1: a hinkyism.
0: doesn't this like moving up gives you optionality, but yes. not really optionality because they're really. People, there's only one player they draft.
1: I mean, you have options because, again, people have already called Brian Colangelo and asked about the number three Yeah, pick, no, like,
0: doesn't that give you a little more leverage in everything? Yeah. Yeah, but as you said, like. If you are drafting. Right. And 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 I'm not saying, like, I don't know. If you could find a, a team that really wants the third pick, by all means, trade it.
1: Right. If you get good value for it, sure.
0: Like, but, there, but there's no such thing as this. You should not trade this pick under any circumstances.
1: No, this oh, isn't like no.
0: the number one pick. I wouldn't trade the number one pick.
1: Yeah, like I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I, I wouldn't. I mean, I think long and hard about it. By the way, the number one pick is Kurt is uh was Boston's pick, which via the Brooklyn Nets and the Great. There'll GM. be a lot of vias. Uh, the, there'll be another via. Great GM um, Billy King, and the Lakers got the number two pick. So it was Boston, L.A., Philadelphia through the commercial.
0: Felt like the '80s all over again. You know, this is
1: a, the '80s NBA is back, with the exception of big men, because there are no more big men. <laughs> In the NBA shout out to Julius Okafor. So here's you know here's the thing though. If again if the pick swap hadn't happened, the Sixers would have been five. If the Lakers hadn't gone on that winning streak, they would have fell out of the top four. Yeah. If they didn't, like it's like it's amazing how because people are like, oh man, the Lakers won too many games, they're probably going to fall back. Well, just the way the, the the lottery balls fell, like they they wound up with the number two pick, and it's just it's just kind of weird how everything shakes out. You know when, when when the lottery balls actually bounce. But
0: yeah, no, yes. like because I think. And you hate to say karma, but like I, I mean, I'd, I'd like I, I think on some level like it was probably rewarded for not massively tanking. Who the Sixers? No, the, the Lakers with that winning streak. Because oh. like you said, like I mean, if they would have kept staking, they would have they'd have the four pick.
1: So you you believe in the karma when it comes to all that? I do. See, I don't. See, I just think things just happen. Uh, well, he's... like
0: th- karma things, because like, like I mean, the Lakers were terrible for in the entire year except for the last last eight games. Yeah,
1: by the last two weeks uh, <laughs> of of the season. Um. After all that, and we'll talk about the pick in a second. The Sixers still do receive the Lakers' unprotected 2018 first-round pick.
0: What does that mean? Because we're because remember, Roy, we're giving we're giving the the the, the nuts to bolts NBA draft.
1: All right. So the the Sixers um, acquired a, a first-round pick from the Lakers um, as well. I guess it was as part of the Michael Carter Williams trade, but. Basically, picks get traded all over the NBA like all the time. So anyhow, the Sixers have the, the pick, the Lakers pick. It was protected for a couple of years. Now it's unprotected, meaning no matter where it falls next year in the draft, the Sixers get it. So if it's number one, if it's number 32 or whatever, or 30, then the Sixers will get it regardless of whatever happens. The Lakers will stink next year. So it should be a good pick. I'd imagine it's a good pick. I, I, I'd say it's not going to be a great pick. No, it's not going to be a great pick. What is
0: the top seven? yeah I was gonna say what's the what's the floor of that pick
1: yes I think seven's the floor
0: and and for Michael Carter Williams who can't play right that's a that's a nice um that that's a nice return
1: that's a nice return that's a nice return and the sixers also will receive the Sacramento Kings unprotected 2019 first round pick so again wherever that lands <laughs> one or 30 the sixers will get that in 2019 so a good haul for the sixers in the future but a potential good haul for the sixers next month, the prohibitive favorite for the number three pick for the Philadelphia 76ers is Kansas forward Josh Jackson. Now, for those of you who don't know, Josh Jackson, 6'8, 203 pounds, 20 year old, um, small forward, pretty good, pretty good stats last year at Kansas, 16 points, a seven and a half rebounds, 13 assists, a uh, three assists uh, um, per game. Um not a, a decent, not a great shooter, and that's the big knock on Josh Jackson. Thirty seven point eight percent from three, which but he got a lot better during the season, so that number's a little bit misleading. But only fifty six point six percent from the free throw line, which is usually an indicator of whether or not a person's a good shooter.
0: Yeah, that's a that for me is the most disconcerting thing. Cause I mean, you're expecting this guy to be aggressive, go to the go to the hole, right, go to the basket, get fouled. You're not making your free throws. I mean, that's that's problematic.
1: So what's the thing about Michael Carter What's your thumbnail? What's your, what's you your pl- what are your plus? What uh, what I, what I you said? Michael Carter Williams. Good lord. What what, you, what so pluses and minuses on, on Josh Jackson. What do you think he brings to the obviously, table? Obviously,
0: I think there are or, there are, are more pluses than minuses. And, and, and I've been struggling with this the last couple of days because I hear people in a work environment talking about <laughs> NBA Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, the pluses for me are. The, he would be automatically the most athletic player on the Sixers. Okay. I, I mean a a very versatile. I, I mean, we don't have a guy who's flying around the court. No. On offense and defense and I mean, he would be a great asset to Ben Simmons. Basically, he be and and you wouldn't have to run plays for him.
1: No. No, he would get he would get the energy points yeah. if, if that makes sense.
0: It, initially, maybe he like uh, evolves into a Kawhi Leonard type of poor man's Kawhi, whatever, but I like. I just think, and one, his he's got that diehard, and mm-hmm. for a top pick, you don't have to worry about that with him. And he wants to get better. The question is, can he get better? And I, I think the more I think about it, man, the shooting is just a little more concerning than it initially was last tu- this Tuesday.
1: Yeah, like uh, here's here's a Chad Ford breakdown of, of uh, Josh Jackson, versatile two way wing who is great in the open court can lock down three positions and plays with an intensity reminiscent wow I Kevin Durant I mean like that's really like that's what you're gonna get and that's I, I think that's the floor like again a versatile yeah. two-way guy good defender intense guy that's the floor with, with potential
0: to get better like right. I, like I wouldn't call this I wouldn't call him a safe pick either because he can get better this isn't like I think he's got a higher higher ceiling than Jason Tatum
1: you say you do or you don't? I do. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I that's would
0: agree. what I. Th- I'm trying to struggle, Roy. With is with this third pick, are you trying to mitigate risk, or are you trying to hit a home? Like, are you trying to hit a home run?
1: I think you're trying to get a good basketball player. I, I don't think it's like I don't think you're. I don't think it's a shoot from the moon kind of thing. Okay, I think you just want a very good player. Um, so if if that's
0: your philosophy, then there there could be multiple players in the mix.
1: Yeah, I think there's. A, I think there are a lot of guys. Should there be in multiple the
0: players in the mix? Are you one of those people that says Josh, Josh Jackson, or
1: death? No, 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 okay. no, no. I think I think you owe to yourself to do your due diligence. It's, again, it's not the number one pick. If it was the number one pick. Do not talk to me about anybody else but Markel Fultz. It's three, so you can have the discussion. I think you owe to yourself to have the discussion to bring those guys in. And again, Josh Jackson isn't a guy without flaws. I mean, we you know we talked about his jumper. Um, with that, and, and we talked about sometimes, you know, sometimes he not that he goes through emotions, but sometimes he didn't, he never, he didn't really take over games in Kansas yeah. as you would expect a guy with that much talent to do. Um, whereas you've seen other guys who are not as talented literally take over games multiple times. Like Malik Monk at, at Kentucky. Malik Monk was surrounded by like, a bunch of five-star guys. He took over multiple games last season, yeah. and, and, and you didn't see a lot of that out of Josh Jackson consistently. So yeah, I think you owe it to yourself to have the conversation. And,
0: and, 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 Roy, not to
1: say that they couldn't trade down to get one of these guys. Right. Like at, like you're it at just three. gives
0: you the flexibility to maybe you wanted to stay at five. Maybe you can get something a little additional to right. add to the war chest.
1: Right, because what, Orlando has what, 5 and 10? Yeah. Yeah, so like maybe. Oh, no, Sacramento has 5 and 10. Or Sacramento has 5 and 10. So, yeah, so maybe I would not do it. But I mean, maybe you could swing something with Sacramento, move would you down take to five the five and,
0: five and th- Would you trade three for 5 and 10? No. Nah,
1: no, nah, I, I like Josh Jackson more than I like Malik Monk and Laurie Mack or okay. Mark or, or whatever. Like, that, 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 that pairing True. doesn't do anything for me. Um,. But, again, you, know, you owe to yourself to, to, to bring in other guys to talk about other guys. Chad Ford, in his mock draft, said the Sixers won't go Josh Jackson with the number three pick. He has them taking Malik Monk at three because, of course, as we all know, as we've <laughs> seen for the past, I don't know, 7,000 years, it seems like the Sixers need shooters. <laughs> two guards. They a two, 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 uh, two guard. They do not have a two guard. They do not have a guy who can consistently put the ball in the basket from behind that arced line on the court, on the basketball court.
0: <laughs> and Malik Monk can do that.
1: Malik Monk gets buckets. 6-3, Buck 85. Dropped 40. Dropped 40. Dropped 30 uh, th- uh, four times last year. 30-plus four times last year at Kentucky, where, again, you have a bunch of five-star guys around you. It's literally the McDonald's yeah, All-American you too, team. For you two,
0: I guess, like, I don't know, step up above those, those guys and say, I'm the man. Right. Th- that's, that's we call it dog.
1: I was imp- I was impressed that that Malik Monk, Averaged nineteen point eight points a game last year. I'm like, who does that at Kentucky? But there was another guy not so long ago who did it, um, and that was Jamal Murray, who's now now at Denver. Let me just throw this out there. I mean, I know they're, they're a little bit different players. Let me say, let me tell you right now, Malik Monk becomes the next Jamal Murray. Would you take him at three if I guaranteed you that? Yeah, I like oh, over over Josh Jackson. I like Jamal Murray. Okay,
0: I like and I, I mean, I kind of wish he was there. Like like. Thinking back on it, you kind of wish they would have tried to trade it. Traded. Not this pick because like that's the thing. It's like I think Jamal Murray fits an absolute need, and he's a good player. Like right. I mean, I don't think he'll, he might sniff an all-star game. Eh. I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, he is – you know how you've been wanting a big back forever? Mm-hmm. Well, not just this year. I've been wanting a shooting specialist for since I hit puberty.
1: <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Ever since Corver. Yeah, since Kyle. Yeah, since Kyle. Good lord, that's a long time ago. Yeah, the Sixers. Because Lou, Lou had, Will wasn't that he guy. He was not. A, he was not a shooter. I right? mean, you had Meek Donalds for a minute. Right. Like. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Lou Will was not that guy. Um, Ersan Ilyassofo wasn't wasn't that guy. He was. In, he was a nice stretch. No, isn't player. this
0: season? Uh, like, isn't this off season number one priority shooting? So one, if that's, two, three? If
1: that's the number one priority. Why not pick Malik Monk? That's my question. See, I see, He's a, he he fits and he fits the most glaring need you have on this team.
0: Roy, isn't what your initial, like I don't know, projection your most like thought thoughtful? Like I, I, I've been saying it for months, Malik Monk, Malik Monk, Malik right, Monk. Right. Even at like at four, it would have just been perfect just to take Malik Monk and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But it's like at three, it's like, do I want to? Do I give up the hope that Josh Jackson turns into? I don't want to say Kawhi Leonard, like.
1: Kawhi Leonard light,
0: yeah, or, or like, like someone said, like maybe like a more athletic round our test.
1: Here's, I think, here's Josh Jackson. I think he's a better offensive, probably not as good defensive. Andre Iguodala, I think that's probably his his ceiling. The ceiling is the roof with, with Josh. I think that's, I think, because he's going to be better offensively. Because Andre Iguodala just wasn't isn't that good offensively, um, but not as good defensively. I think, he, I think that's the kind Don't, of guy. He, like, he and that's to. the thing.
0: We still need a guy that went. When everything breaks down, right. give the ball to Let and him get out of the way. Right. Josh Jackson isn't that guy. I, can he be? Yeah, no. That's the thing right. is 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 the Ken – Are you taking a chance on Ken?
1: Right, because that's the thing. Malik Monk's not that guy. Malik Monk's just your shooter.
0: No, but I but I, I, I've seen him in isolation. He can. He's six
1: three le- in the NBA. Like guy, right? he go to he go. To, who's he going to like cook at, at, at on the wing? Yeah, true. That's the thing. Like, I don't think Malik Monk's that guy. I think Malik Monk is your shooter. You know, I mean, he's he can create a little bit off the and, ball. And the thing
0: about Malik Monk is, like, we're not if we pass on Malik Monk, it's not like we've passed on the greatest shooter of this generation.
1: Not like Brad Beal. Like, yeah. you're not like passing <laughs> Brad Beal. I mean,
0: or, or, or like, because because I think I think Jamal Murray, I think Jamal Murray's a better shooter than, than Malik Monk. I agree, slightly, but yeah. I agree. But I, I, I mean, once again, this isn't like Malik Monk. I, I mean, we're gonna give up. Like, that's where I'm kind of horn on what they should do. I, I mean, if if you're looking for potential, why don't you look at De'Aaron Fox?
1: And, that, and that's another guy I wanted to bring up. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk's teammate at Kentucky. He's a point guard 6'3", only a buck 69. Um, he's number five overall on, on Chad Ford's big board. So again, basically the same value as, as those other guys. So, um, nearly seventeen points a game last year at Kentucky. Cannot shoot the three at all. Ball, ball in the ball in the tournament too. Ball in the tournament, like showed out, beat, uh, had a better game than than Lonzo Ball, UCLA in the tournament. Um, gave Lonzo Ball that work in the tournament. Only shot, he shot less than twenty five percent from from three, which is a problem, which is a severe problem. But. Again, let's look at the free throw percentage seventy three point six percent. So, if you are
0: asking your PG, and yeah. once again, I think it's another conversation. Where do you because f- isn't this don't what isn't what you do in this draft predicated on how you see Ben Simmons?
1: Yes. Well, well, I mean, if you had the number one pick, I think the answer is no. Oh no, <laughs> no, but
0: like non number one pick, right? Yeah. Like I mean, does De'Aaron Fox compliment Ben Simmons? No. See, a lot of people
1: think he does. He can't shoot. Like, like, am I missing something? Isn't one we still don't know whether Ben can shoot because we, we haven't seen him shoot. If De'Aaron Fox is not your lead, your your playmaking point guard because of, because Ben Simmons is supposed to be, then what is De'Aaron Fox like? What is what is he on this team?
0: Like, yeah. No, and, uh, and and people compare De'Aaron Fox to John Wall. If 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 he was a smidge, he was close to John Wall, he'd be drafted number two. That's the thing.
1: If John, if if if, 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 if De'Aaron Fox shot thirty three percent
0: and was like had like. Next generation speed. He's right. fast,
1: right? I mean, Fox runs really fast. Yeah, but
0: he's not John Wall fast.
1: No, he's not John Wall. Like John Wall was the number one pick because John Wall is that good. Like De'Aaron Fox coming
0: out of college, right. and, and like, and, and I don't, and I think
1: Wall's gotten better. I don't think he's his jump shot's still fairly broke. Right, it's better. Um, but yeah, De'Aaron Fox not John Wall level. But that's the thing. Like De'Aaron Fox and Ben Simmons, maybe maybe there's a smarter basketball mind than me. I don't see no. the fit. I still don't see it. We.
0: We delve into the coaching aspects sometimes mm-hmm. on our in our free time. You need spacing. I mean, and 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 especially on this team now, spacing is so crucial that it's all almost the most important thing. Like, I need someone who can play with Ben, like play off of and compliment Ben Simmons.
1: In, in terms of point guards in this draft who compliment Ben Simmons, there's a guy in that, in that range who is a better compliment, but he probably won't be on the board at three. And that's Lonzo Ball. I mean, the the you know the, the uh, UCLA guard. We've heard a lot about his dad. We've talked a lot about his dad. But talking about the kid for a second, he is a better compliment with Ben Simmons because he can actually shoot the basketball. Yeah. He can actually stretch the floor. Like he's he's a he's got range out of twenty five feet. I mean, again, he has his own issues as well. But again, he has he's an elite passer. He's a good athlete. He can allow Ben, allow Joel. You know, the space they need to kind of kind of do their thing. He's a better fit in terms of guys who can play with Ben Simmons. Now, and, I, and I like Aaron Fox. I just don't like him on this team. No, no. But the, the the list of point guards that have come into the
0: NBA with shooting problems is so long. Yeah. And, frankly, most of them haven't gotten better. Like, yeah. I mean, Alfred Payton. I, I mean, people are like, oh, man, Alfred Payton, when he gets a jump shot. Michael Carter-Williams, when he gets a jump shot. How, Ricky Rubio, when he gets a jump shot. I mean, not to say they're going to be bad players, but were, were they worth where they were taken – Knowing that, for guys whose jumpers are not even broke, like right. very broke, right, they're no. not gonna get better. Yeah. So, I,
1: God bless. God bless you, no, no,
0: no. Like, what do what do we think about Jason Tatum?
1: And, and Jason Tatum, he's the other guy. He's the uh, the guy from Duke. Again, he's almost a forgotten man at this point. Um, although he's a very good player. Um, six, he's six eight two zero four. Um, he's a good athlete. Not as good of an athlete as Josh Jackson, but he's pretty good. Um, he can get to the basket. He can score. He's not as good of a shooter as Josh Jackson, but I think he can get better. Um, I just think like if you just rank the small forwards in this draft, Josh Jackson's better. Like I like, yeah. I, don't, like I don't. If, have if a you're problem. going
0: if, if you're going s- small forward, you're going Josh Jackson. Yeah. If like, you go two guard, you want Malik Monk. Yeah, that's it. Like, and that's the uh, like I, I mean, I, I just I'm not really all that impressed. Like I I just I'm not really impressed with Jason Tatum's game. I mean, like it, it's it's a good game. It's nice. It's not. Not moving me.
1: Yeah, like I, like, I watched, like, a bunch of Kansas games. There were moments where I saw Josh Jackson. I'm like, all right, this kid's – because kid. like, for a while, he was, like, the number one guy. Like, Josh Jackson was the number one yeah. guy in this draft. And you watch him play. like, all right, I get it. Like, I, I, I just, just see remember, a whole lot of that with Jason I, Tatum. I, I,
0: I, just, I, I just think a couple years ago, because people called Jason Tatum a safe pick. Like, a couple years ago, there was this guy from Duke who was considered a safe pick and.
1: He Look, was the number one guy at one point.
0: <laughs> Look at where we're at now. Like, I really think a lot of people see Jason Tatum's game just like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like, f- not flaw-free, but it's like solid. You know what you're getting out of him. Right. He's not going to be a bust. Right. And we saw two years later. <laughs> that guy is a bust.
1: And, and Jason Tatum, nothing for nothing, he's a bit more ball dominant than than Josh Jackson. I mean, he needs the ball in his hands to kind of like do stuff with like you see, Josh Jackson kind of like floating on the wing. Yeah, no, like know? he
0: he cuts to the basket. Right. Like he's active. Like on like he's active on offense. Like he's always running. Right. That like Jay Santino seems like a stationary player. Yeah. Like get the ball. Oh my god, I'm I'm having flashbacks right now.
1: Get the, yeah, get the ball. Let him operate on the wing. Where's, <laughs> where's Josh Jackson? Kind of you know like yeah, or,
0: or just replace wing with post, and you got your look for.
1: <laughs> I saw a video on Bleacher Report. He said Josh Jackson. Someone said that Josh Jackson has the same kind of diehard. That's Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, ladies and gentlemen. No, that, like,
0: for me, I love that. that's the prevailing reason why I'm drafting draft Josh Jackson. Is I love it. You, you have to worry so much about motor w- with, with some college kids, whether they want to get better. Because right. sometimes they think they're just the bomb and right. just, they're like, I don't need to really work on my game. Do you local for. <laughs> um, this dude is wanting to get, like, and I think he rubs off on everyone. And he fits the, the culture you're trying to build. He's not going to, like, he's probably cool being the third banana,
1: you get Josh Jackson. You draft Josh Jackson, and then in free agency, you complement him with the shooter that you've needed for years. J.J. Reddick, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Only ten years late. I'm speaking. I'm putting it out there in the ether uh, as Levar Ball said his son was going to the Lakers. I'm saying J.J. Reddick is coming to Philadelphia. Come to Philadelphia. We've to already JJ seen
0: reports from 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 very important basketball insiders that say this. Obviously, the Sixers see SportsRack.com, yes, and they. A- and they click the down arrow on shooting guard mm-hmm. and they see JJ Reddick.
1: Adrian Wojnarowski, who will soon be part of the ESPN family after he like bounces up from Yahoo. <laughs> um, he said that the Sixers will go or he thinks the Sixers will go hard. Hard after JJ Reddick in the offseason again, the Los Angeles Clippers shooting guard. Um, he said he pegged the number at sixteen to seventeen million dollars a year. I've seen other people like put it at the you know nineteen million dollar range, the eighteen, nineteen million dollar range. Are you okay? Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm just saying. J.J. Wright's an older guy. Was he 31? He's an older two, guy. Two and 40. What if, what if he wants three? What if he wants three and three? My number, I wrote down here. Three and 57.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. For
1: an older guy, a 31, 32-year-old shooting guard.
0: Yes. Okay, all
1: right. <laughs> I mean, I agree. That's, you know,
0: like... You can't put a – because, one, you know if this guy gets wide open threes. And, and, one, I think he's bounced from L.A. because that place is a fire anyway. Like, I, I mean, the, 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 that, that team will get blown apart. He will get a lot of wide open shots, whether it's just playing off of Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. some, some double team on Joel Embiid. Uh, no, I'm telling you, he will be beloved here because Sixers fans know how much this has been needed for, like, ever –
1: I'm t- like like just the potential lineup: Ben, JJ Reddick, Josh Jackson, Dario Sharich, Joel Embiid. That's that's fun, man. What
0: what about Contavious Caldwell-Pope? You got Rock.
1: <sighs> Ask me in no a month. Like, let me. Let do me, you need? Let me get my a, mind a, it. A, Do you need a dead a deadlock shooter? I want a dead eye shooter. I, that's what I want. I've always wanted one. <laughs> it's like a Neo Geo. I've always wanted one. i always wanted a Neo I, Geo growing Like, up. like I, I would rather have JJ Reddick than the next hot pair of Jordans. Like I would. I don't know about that, because those icy white ones that are coming out are nice, man. Those no, players, like, that's Jordan how fours, much, icy like, white ones?
0: how how many times in the last, I would say half decade, decade, have we seen just a guy completely wide open and just miss the three?
1: Nick Stauska, shout out. Um, no, it's been a long it's been a long time since we had a guy make those shots. And, and hopefully, J.J. Reddick's the guy. I spoke it into existence, so it's going to happen. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We have a few minutes left. On the other side, we will talk about the history of of the Sixers and the NBA draft. You're listening to the Broshie Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. To the show alongside Chris Domingo, Roy Burton, segment number three, the final segment of the show. We have about five or six minutes left. As we said at the top, you know, we're kind of we have a lot of people who listen to the show, who listen to the station, who aren't necessarily sports fans by nature. So we kind of feel it's our duty on some level to kind of like delve into the history, delve into a little bit of background when it comes to the local sports teams. And considering that the draft lottery just happened, we figured it made sense to kind of go back to recent draft history for the Philadelphia 76 Hasn't been good. Hasn't been good. And talk about what, they, what they've done when they've been fortunate enough enough to land in the draft lottery. So we went back about 30 years or so to talk about the Sixers draft lottery history. Parental
0: advisory, this this might not be suitable for children. Yeah,
1: I don't know if the FCC is going to let us on after, after this segment because it's kind of ugly, kind of <laughs> super ugly. 1988, Sixers drafted Charles Smith with the number three overall pick, but they traded him. Hours later, not even hours later, minutes later, to the Los Angeles Clippers for Hersey Hawkins. One of my favorite Sixers of all time. And a nineteen ninety nineteen eighty nine for great pick. pick. Great pick, great move out of the Sixers back then. Great, great pick, great move by the Sixers back then uh, with the Hersey Hawkins trade. Nineteen ninety-two. Sixers had the number nine pick in the draft. They used that on one Clarence Weatherspoon. Spoon. For um for purposes of comparison, for comparison purposes, Robert Ory went two picks later. And twenty fourth, the number twenty four pick was Latrell Sprewell.
0: But still, that was that was a solid draft
1: pick. It was a solid pick. It was a solid pick. Spoon had a nice career, not a great career, but he had a nice, solid career. Filled a role here. Um, he was he was championed as Baby Barkley, but that wasn't his no, fault. No,
0: no, I think that's what doomed him. Is that's like, him. I mean, like. People saw the comparisons. Right. He wore 35. Barkley right. wore 34.
1: He literally arrived in town the same day Charles Barkley was traded to the Suns.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that was just bad timing. And, 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 and I think Spoon had a pretty good career. Yeah,
1: was, yeah, a solid career. 1993, I don't want to talk a lot about this because the Sixers are the number two overall pick. <laughs> the number one overall pick was Chris Weber out of the University of Michigan. Anthony Hardaway from back then was what's called Memphis State still on a board, and number three, the Sixers decided to go with Sean Bradley, <laughs> th- a man who had missed two seasons of his college career. Due to a but,
0: Mormon mission. Yes. And then proceeded to have the career of being on every poster of every small forward in the NBA.
1: If you were a player between the years of 1993 and 2002, and, and you were a wing player, and you didn't dunk on Sean Bradley, like you really, you, like, you never made an all-star team or never made it. Like you were nothing.
0: Some like, of the best dunks I've ever seen were Posterized posterizations of 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 Sean Bradley, Trace McGrady yes. co- comes to mind. Um, Eddie Eddie
1: Jones caught him twice, <laughs> twice twice on back to back possessions in his rookie year. Because I remember, because the players the players and fans of the stands started bowing to Eddie Jones like we're not worthy, we're not worthy. Because he caught he put T- Sean Brady on a poster twice in like forty three seconds. And,
0: and and that's the thing. If you take it's and it's it's tough to say. Take away where he was pitched. Sean Bradley was in the league ten years.
1: He was in the league 10 years. No, he had a good career. He made a lot of money. Yeah, like, um, I mean,
0: just for the second pick, it was awful.
1: It was terrible. All right, we'll kind of go rapid fire through the rest of these. Quick reactions to the rest of these guys. 1990, <laughs> It'll be, uh, 1994, number six pick on Sharon Wright. No. Yeah, Eddie Jones went 10th that year, and Jalen Rose went 13th, uh, again. for and, 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 and
0: that's the thing about Sharon Wright. Sharon Wright was out of the league in, I think, three years. Yeah,
1: a couple years, yeah. 1995, Jerry Stackhouse, number three pick. Not a bad pick. However, Rashid Wallace went fourth. Kevin Garnett went fifth.
0: And you traded Jerry Stackhouse because he couldn't play with Allen
1: Iverson. Exactly. 1996, Allen Iverson, number one pick. You got it right. You got it right, 96. 97, not so much. You picked Keith Van Horn, but then you flipped him to the Nets as part of a package deal, and you got Tim Thomas back.
0: But somehow you got Keith Van Horn back. Which is so. amazing.
1: Which is really amazing. Oh, by the way, Tracy McGrady, number nine pick in that year, in that 1997 draft.
0: No, I think you would have been fine if you just kept Van Horn. <sighs>
1: You would have been finer if you just drafted Tracy McGrady <laughs> and put him in Allen Iverson. And you still little, literally had Jerry Stackhouse on the roster at the same time. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, 1998, you used a number eight pick on Larry Hughes, <laughs> the most infamous pick ever, because Paul Pierce was drafted by the Celtics. See, I think that's the
0: one that burns. Because I, I think, like, you could say McGrady. you could pick, McGrady was out of high school. Right, like, I, I, I mean, it's like know. you knew Paul Pierce, four-year player out of Kansas. Right. Would have fit Larry Brown perfect, except Larry Brown didn't think it was perfect because he's in dope. Because you didn't know Dirk. No, like that's the thing. Like, people can say, oh, you should have drafted Dirk no
1: you didn't, you didn't know Tony DeLeo banged the table for Dirk Day but you didn't know <laughs> you know what I could have said 10 years ago I banged the tail for Dirk Sixers out of the lottery for a while shout out to Allen Iverson 2004 they drafted Andre Iguodala with the number nine pick solid pick number very nine. solid pick um Al Jefferson and Jimmy Nelson went later but whatever 2006 Dabo Cephalosha was drafted traded for Rodney Carney again that was just a- a terrible trade out of you guys. Uh, Rajon Rondo and Kyle Lowry went later if in If you would have just
0: kept top of that Yeah, that's the
1: thing. Just keep him. You'd have been fine. 2007, Thaddeus Young, number 12 overall pick. Not a bad pick. No. Thaddeus Young. T- 2010, um, number two pick in the draft. Of course, in a one-player draft, you get the number two guy. After John Wall was picked, the Sixers selected Evan Turner.
0: See, that's the one where I think it could go in discussion. Would you have picked DeMar- Like No,
1: because I was scared of DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. I remember at the time... Because Kevin Turner was the guy, and I was scared of Demarcus Cousins. Gordon Hayward and Paul George went later, but you didn't know about Gordon Hayward, and you didn't know about Paul No, George.
0: that's the thing. Like, I, I, I mean, you could all, if you can go back and say, oh, yeah, they should have picked Paul George. Well, no kidding. Uh,
1: 2013, real quick, Michael Carter Williams, the number 13 pick. Of course, there's Giannis, which everybody points to, but Rudy Gobert went 27th in that draft as well. And he also traded Drew Holiday to get Nerlands Noel um, from the New Orleans Pelicans. So, though Michael Carter Williams was a bad pick. However, you might be able to recover from that. Um, given that you're going to get the Lakers pick next year. So that's not a bad, bad deal. So
0: so we can't finalize the grade on the Michael Carter-Williams draft pick until
1: next year. And we're not finalizing grade on the rest of these guys, the Joel Embiid or Jalila Okafor pick either, <laughs> or Ben Simmons for, for that oh, matter. Oh, I can finalize the Joel Okafor Yeah, pick. I, know you, I know you can. I know you think you can. But that's it for today's show. Thank, Thank you, everyone. everybody, for listening. We'll be back with you next week here on LP Philadelphia. But we are out. Mr. Domingo, please take us out. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week, everybody.